Take me home, country road, to the place I want, to Virginia, to now to mama, take me home, to road. Grooveaholics, welcome to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Birthed by a love of music, we're all about culture. Don't forget to subscribe and remember the fee. If you gain value from this podcast, personally share it with a friend and explain your favorite part. Let's get groovy. Won't you look me in the face? Can't you see it in my eyes? To the brink I'll break. I'm owing you the price. I keep trying to work out what we can't seem to let go. You make me scream and shout all the truths I'm told.
What is up, everybody? You just heard Pretty Little Afterthought by Amanda Ashley. She is the lovely guest on the show, Amanda Ashley. We talk about music. We talk about afternoon cocktail. Ultimately, there's a couple surprises that you're going to love and enjoy, and we keep it totally real. Check out, these are all ultimately recorded on Facebook Live, so check out Rochester Groovecast on Facebook. You can see the full stream with the private performance there. But without further ado, here's my conversation with Amanda Ashley. I want to welcome everyone to the Rochester Groovecast podcast, your top source for live, local, regional music interviews and events from Rochester, New York, and the surrounding area. I am here live with the great Amanda Ashley. Um, you're basically a Rochester icon nowadays, huh? <laughs> if you say so, I don't think I'm that great, but <laughs> um, I don't know, you know, Whatever title you want to give me, that's cool. But, you know, I'm just me. Amanda's clearly humble, and, and she's been in the Rochester scene forever now. And uh, I've got a lot, to learn, a lot to learn from you, because ultimately, Amanda and I, we're going to talk a little bit about being an entrepreneur, being a musician, hosting a talk show, networking with all these great people all across the United States and really having an influence on the community. So I'm looking forward to this, Amanda. I think you've got a lot of great things to teach me and everybody at home. And I appreciate having you on. Hey, thank you again. I mean, I really appreciate the opportunity. It's it's very nice to have this invite. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, Three times a week, afternoon cocktail. Let's start there because that's that's a brand new brainchild, right? But you've been going hard and really three times a week recording a lot of episodes and talking to a lot of brilliant people. Give us a bird's eye view on an afternoon cocktail. So basically, this was kind of like my, my pandemic side hustle that I just became very passionate about throughout the process. Um you know, I, I really went into a panic when all this, you know, happened. I was playing music for five nights a week and I had a, a full schedule booked for the summer. And, um, you know, I, I just automatically like slipped into depression like two days in and I kind of had to talk my way through, I had to, you know, talk myself out of it. You know, like I, I knew I was stronger than that. And I knew that, um, I knew I had a gift to offer. You know, and afternoon cocktail really is, it's really the left and the right side of the brain. That's how I look at it. You know, like I, I love business. I, I became a businesswoman through music, you know, like I, and I really am so self-taught in the business world, you know, so <clears throat> self-taught by learning from other brilliant people, you know, and I, I came into this Rochester community in 2007, straight out of college. I'm originally from Long Island. I knew nobody. I knew nobody here but my ex and some of his friends, some people I went to college with, but you know, people were busy and they were living their lives and I was just kind of trying to find my way. And um, you know, I found my way through music and through music I just realized I, I wanted to perform all the time. So 
you know, nobody was willing to take me under their wing for management. And I was like, the only way I'm going to be able to do this and to play out is to really put myself out there and to, you know, be kind of shameless, you know, like I got a lot of flack from my old bandmates about, you know, using social media the way I was using it. But, I, you know, I had a lot to learn and I, I learned it all, you know, and I learned it all by doing and just networking. And um, I, in the process, I learned so much about myself. So um, afternoon cocktail, you know, going back to your question, you know, it was just kind of an opportunity where I was like, you know, I don't want to be live streaming four or five nights a week. There's already so many other people out there doing that. And, um, you know, that just really wasn't my motivation. You know, I wanted to still write and I mean, I love to write and I love to perform, but I wanted to do something different. And it felt more important to me to put something out there that was going to, um, project some positivity, you know, because right now people are, are unsure, they're scared, you know, and they're feeling all the same things that I was feeling at the time, you know, and I, I wanted to, you know, anytime you turn on social media, you turn on the news, it's just negative. It's, you know, it's, I had to unfollow a lot of people, you know, she, I'm like ashamed to say this, you know, like I didn't want to defriend people, but like, I just, it's just, Facebook's gone way too political and way too controversial and people are very reactive right now. And it's just, it was occupying my brain in a way that I just, I didn't, I don't want to see it. You know, I already have my own thoughts and feelings and I don't, I don't need that to fill my brain. So I want, I chose to fill my brain with positivity and um, knowledge. So I started educating myself on positive psychology and I started reaching out to the people who I thought were brilliant and who I knew starting in a Rochester community and starting with the people I've met, you know, throughout my journey, just traveling, playing music for the past seven years. And um, that's really it. You know, like I look at it as like, you know, you got the artist perspective, you know, it's, it's getting two perspectives, the artist and the entrepreneur, you know, and but at the end of the day, we're all human. When you strip away our titles and what we do, we're all human. And the themes are based off of that human factor. It's like, this is what we're feeling. These are all things that, these are all emotions that we have in common. And, you know, just kind of throw in some insight, getting two rounded perspectives, and then kind of adding my own to it and hoping that after people view it and watch it, that they walk away feeling good. They feel motivated to be their best selves. And in turn, it, it really has done that for me. You know, just talking to these people, talking to people like you, you know, like when during a time of isolation, you know, like it's these conversations are important, you know, and, and keeping it real is important too. I appreciate everything you said. I agree. Keeping it real and having these honest conversations that are positive and pushing in a powerful direction towards, you know, moving away from the negativity and hate and finding ways to learn and share knowledge and grow. Um, I already know I'm going to love this. Uh, you're one of those people that in that last answer, I had like three or four questions, questions. lingering. <laughs> and I, I want to move um, towards the details of afternoon cocktail in a moment. But one thing that sparked in my head when you're talking about your journey and making mistakes on social media and maybe falling on your face and not doing everything perfect the first time, what have 
is there like a specific example you could give for a young musician or a young entrepreneur, whether it's something that you learned personally or something that was taught to you on your show? Anything that you can pinpoint that if I were to get started today, how do I um how do I speed up the curve and not make those same mistakes that I know I've made a ton of and and I'm sure you've made a couple. You know what I think it really is, Ben? I think it's just don't my best advice to anybody is to to not fear making those mistakes. I make mistakes every single show I play, every day on the on well, every other day on afternoon cocktail. Like there's always something that pretty much goes wrong, you know, or actually today was a good one. But for the most part, like we've, you know, we're learning as we go, you know, and I I still feel like I'm learning as I go with every show. You know, there's there's things that I could always perfect. There's things there's so many things that I, I still want to be better at. And, um, you know, my, my friend Tracy said to me, she's like, you know, Amanda, what I love about you is you're not afraid to just juggle like 10 glass bottles at one. And I was like, you know what? At once. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm really not. I think I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I just really don't care, you know, anymore, like <laughs> about what people think of me or, uh, you know, like I, I'm not I'm not feared. I'm not as fearful of being judged, you know, like it, it just, there's too many other things to worry about that are more important in, in my eyes. Um, but I, I think my greatest advice is just, you know, don't let fear hold you back from anything, you know, don't be afraid to try new things. Um, especially at a time like now, you know, like I think now's a really good opportunity for people to, to reach in their back pocket and, and to do those things that they, they kind of, you know, want, always wanted to do, but didn't have the time to, you know, and, and to try something new. And you know what, if, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Who, who cares? You know, <laughs> at least you could say that you tried and, you know, and that you, you made the effort to, to do it and it, it didn't work out. You know, I, I kind of looked at afternoon cocktail that way in the beginning. I was like, you know, people are going to think I'm like a weirdo or that I'm trying to be like Oprah Winfrey. No, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to, you know, really, these are all thoughts I have all the time. I feel like I was like a natural born stoner. Like <laughs> I like always like I, even as like a teenager, I always was the one that like would try to stir deep conversation with my friends and, you know, and I, it's just thoughts I have and why not share them? They're positive thoughts, right? So why not share it and, and hope in the end that somebody is able to benefit from it. Absolutely. And Afternoon Cocktail is a great show. It's where Amanda is ultimately talking to brilliant people of all walks of life. Um, Wow. I mean, I haven't seen every episode, but you bring on more than musicians. You bring on thought leaders in any realm, in any industry, and Basically, you know, act like stoners. Just just have a good open <laughs> conversation that's unfiltered. You guys are drinking uh you're you're drinking a cocktail at one PM though. What's up with that? <laughs> to be honest, it's really a mocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's a real cocktail, like when Sharon Kaplan was on, we, because she was here in studio with me, so I was like, girl, we need a cocktail. You know, we had our kids running upstairs, my dad was like watching them, and I was like, let's let's have a cocktail. <laughs> but, you know, for the most part, you know, like I've, I'm usually drinking a, a big glass of club soda. Nice. Um, I save my drinking for like 3 p.m. plus. 
<laughs> Most times, it depends. No, I hear you. I like the aesthetic of afternoon cocktail. And um, yeah, so um, it's three times a week, but inform people, when is it exactly? What are the dates and time? So it's every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I say Eastern Standard Time because we get a lot of viewers from, we have a lot of guests from Nashville and, and you know, down south too. So um, for those that are tuning in, you know, out those in those directions, 1, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But uh, yeah, we're keeping up with it three days a week. Um, we're basically 12 shows on. And uh, we take a break in between because it's, mm. to be honest, the show is, it's a lot of work. It's very consuming. Um, you know, for me to, I literally need two weeks to seek out talent, to think up my themes, to, you know, line up my guests. I'm really, um, I'm pretty selective about who I pair together and, and um, what point I'm trying to convey you know, and I'm doing all the writing for it. So it's like, I mean, between Bo and I, thank God for Bo, because I'm really not good on the technical end. I feel like the show really showcases both our strengths and um, he's so good at what he does. And, um, you know, I'm really enjoying my part of it, but it really consumes like so much of my, my time and energy. And um, I'm happy to do it. I love doing it, you know, but those two weeks are like in between those 12 shows are so necessary for that reason. Yeah, it's 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 a labor of love and and enlighten us on who Bo is just for anyone who's listening and doesn't know Bo. Sure. Bo Yeah Productions. Bo Ryan. He is my partner in life and uh, we've been business partners for many years. We ran an open mic together and um, for many years at Firehouse Saloon. That's where I met, we met there, right? At Firehouse? Very or maybe likely. Not? Very likely. Um, I didn't go to a ton of those, but I have been to a few at the Firehouse Saloon. And you moved it over to another location. Was it Flower City Station? or? Well, yeah. I had um, Well, I had a few open mics going at one point. Like I had Flower City Station. Five Alarm Open Jam at Firehouse was like our long-term gig. We did it for almost eight years. And, and Bo and I, we started off as friends. Um, I was married at the time. And we've been friends like most of my time here in Rochester. And then um, eventually when my relationship dissolved, we kind of, it didn't take long for us to fall into place. Um, but we, we already were working together a long time. He plays bass in my band and we have a really special relationship, you know, like a, a side, all love aside, you know, um, he's an amazing partner, you know, for business. He's got a, a brilliant mind. I respect him so much. He's got work ethic like nobody else I know. And um, I really respect him so much. He's incredible at what he does. But, uh, but we have productions. He handles the videography. He handles... I mean, he does any good photo you see of me. Um, that's usually from him, <laughs> him or Aaron Winters. So right. Oh, that's that's great. And yeah, for everybody already knows this, but uh, Amanda Ashley is a trio. She's a musician gigging out all the time in Rochester. You kind of reinvented yourself with the talk show. What what was the feeling? What was that experience when you went from? five gigs a week, 20 gigs in a month to, oh my God, my life is completely about to change. Um, obviously, Afternoon Cocktail has been soulless for you, but what have you done to stay sane? Did, uh, 
what that really had to shooken you up, right? Sure. I mean, honestly, afternoon cocktail is really what has been my saving grace. I mean, because it, it's it's just given me a flow, you know, like it, it's really given me something new to immerse my my mental capacity into, you know, and to really focus on something positive, you know? Um, yeah, I was totally in a panic. I was just, my initial thought was, well, there goes everything I just worked, you know, like eight years for, you know, like just like that, you know, it just goes to show you that life changes in an instant, you know, like you, you have no idea what's going to happen from one day to the next. And it's very humbling in a lot of ways. And I'm, I'm kind of grateful for um, the awareness it's brought me. You know, I think at this stage in my life, I mean, I just turned 35 in April. So, um, you know, I have a four-year-old son and this is the first time I've ever slowed down. And the first time where I've spent, this is the most time I've ever spent at home. And I'm in some ways I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying this time with my son, you know, I'm enjoying, um, this new opportunity that we created, you know, and, um, I, yeah, I think there is a lot of beauty to something that seems like right off the bat, so ugly and scary. And, um, but yeah, I've, I've learned a lot, you know, and I think at this time of my life, this time in my life, afternoon cocktail feels very fitting. You know, I, I just, I love connecting with people and, um, I, I feel like I'm in my element in a lot of ways. Like, like I said, like these topics and these conversations that I'm having are, are really, um, they're honest, they're true. And it's, it's all stuff I would have, you know, it's conversations I, I probably would be having with anybody, you know, my friends or maybe not anybody because they would probably just think I'm a weirdo. You know, but now I got a platform where I could do it and and be intelligent about it and and really pick the brains of such brilliant people. Like really everybody that I've had has, like you said, has been from like different walks of life. And but at the end, like we're all just human beings trying to to make the most out of our lives and and get through this difficult time. No, I appreciate I appreciate everything you just said. Finding opportunity in a time of confusion and struggle. I'll tell you personally, anyone who knows me knows me knows that I can talk your ear off in like a one-on-one setting. We have a couple of drinks. We're maybe at a show, but I'm kind of inward and quiet most of the time. And the kind of conversations I want to have are more than, hey, how are the kids? You know, those kind of things. I want to dive deep. And having these opportunities to dive deep with other people, um, it's it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing in disguise, and um, I'm just it's so fulfilling. It, it know, is. Like I, it's, it's very fulfilling. I, I know. I feel the same way. Like a lot of the. I'm sorry to interrupt too. You're I, I feel like the people that I, I've been talking to. You know, same thing. Like locally, friends that I, I've had on the show. You know, like musicians. You know that I've had on the show a lot of the times like we're seeing each other in passing, you know, or it's brief and it's like all of this stuff. Like I've known, um, you know, like I, I've known me like Sharon Ka- Kaplan's a good example, or I know you had Kara Fink on the show, you know, like people that I've known for probably five years, you know, by now, but I never 
am given the opportunity because I'm always in like a mad rush. You know, I'm, I'm always doing something or having to do something in those moments where, or I'm, I'm sidetracked by somebody else pulling me into their conversation, you know, where I can never ask all these questions that I've always wanted to ask them, you know, and I've shamefully known them for five years and I really don't know them, you know, it's, and now I have the opportunity to like, all right, here we are, we're sitting down, we're having a cocktail, and we're going to talk about these things, you know, and it's awesome. I love it. I'm, I'm impressed with the diversity of guests, ultimately the organization with theme and having musicians and then having other thought leaders. Where do you find all these people? Are they people that you already know? Do you reach out? Are they coming based on recommendation? Um, I think this is just a great opportunity for any entrepreneur or anyone in the industry to learn a little bit about how you curate all these guests and bring in so many like-minded people from different walks of life. How do you do that? Sure. I think, um, you know, I, I, I literally seek everybody out. I mean, at this point I've pretty much sought everybody out myself. Um, again, it, it, goes back to people I've already been connected with. The finding musicians is way easier for me than the, the entrepreneur part um, because I'm already connected with so many musicians from my travels. And, um, you know, like I, I really, you know, like people pick on me, like I, I have like close to 5,000 friends on Facebook or I've had over 5,000 friends. I, I try to clean house every once in a while, but I want to fill my friends list. It's literally the people on my friends list I, I know. I've connected with at some time in my life, you know, in my travels. Um, I mean, I'd say like probably 85% of them. And then the other percentage of that is people that I, I want to know people that fill my feed with positivity or that, you, you know, fill my feed with something to think about. And that's inspiring. And, um, I really just started with my friends list. You know, I started going up and down. Who are these people who's doing something really cool? You know, like who am I catching on Instagram? You know, and um, I reached out to them and say, hey, like this is just kind of like a, a starter thing. But if you're, you know, willing to lend me your time, like I'd love to have a conversation with you. And, you know, like I'll send them a clip of, you know, like a, a previous episode. And I've been so fortunate to to get the response that I, I've got. You know, um, I've really had some incredible people on our show and people outside of my own network. So, I mean, advice is start with your network, you know, and then build from there. And um, I just would Google search like certain, like I really wanted to have a game developer on my show. And, um, I've been playing a lot of video games <laughs> during quarantine. My son is like four years old and he's like a mastermind, like Minecrafter, like loves playing video games. So I've been, you know, Bo and I both have been playing a lot of video games as a pastime and to bond with him. And, um, I just thought like, Hey, how cool would it be to like pick the brain of a game developer, you know? And then I start doing research and I come to realize that, Rochester, you know, RIT is like in the top 10 of our country for game development. I, I think it actually, I'm getting that fact wrong. It might be even like in the top six. Um, but I was like, holy, holy moly, like that's awesome. You know, like right here in our community, there's so many cool things happening. 
you know, and there's so many brilliant people coming out of U of R, coming out of RIT, you know, like we're so fortunate. And I think it's so often like, you know, we just take for granted our surroundings and um, the brilliant people that we, we have in this community, you know, but it's just really, you know, like thinking of a topic, thinking of what would be cool, you know, like who would be cool to talk to, you know, today I talked to a paranormal investigator, <laughs> you know, like had this whole conversation with a paranormal investigator. People love that, you know, like there's this, it's just in turn, as interesting as, as it is to, to talk to all these different people and these different professions, each of them have something wise to bring to the table and something inspiring. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of sparks my interest in other things because I'm like, all right, well, I had uh, a paranormal specialist. I've had a game developer. I've had, you know, Compeer, like I've done mental health. Like I, I've covered all the bases, you know, like things that are really important. Somebody from recovery, you know, um, I don't know. It's just, it's been really interesting, you know, just to kind of, I've, I've grown, my respect for our community has grown so much in, in this amount of time that we've been in quarantine and, um, and beyond, you know, there's, there's some really special people out there and I want to know them all. <laughs> if you could interview anyone, have any guests in the world on your show, Oh, you, you, you don't have to just pick one person. Who who would you want to have on? Anyone that's been a mentor or inspiration to you that you just love to have that deep dive, peel back the onion and talk to? I would definitely, like, hands down, talk to Oprah. <laughs> I would love, like, I would think she's so cool. Like, I just love, like, I don't know. I just love Oprah. <laughs> I grew up, like, my mom watched Oprah, and I my mom was always watching talk shows growing up. You know, and I think she's just really so smart and, um, you know, self-made entrepreneur, you know, like never took no for an answer as a woman, you know, like a, a strong woman and um, a brilliant woman. Like I, yeah, I, I think especially like where, with where my head is at now, you know, uh, talking to somebody like her would probably be most beneficial and, and most inspiring at this point in my life. Oprah would be incredible. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know if Oprah would do an interview. She would ultimately, I swear she'd flip it. And before you know it, you'd be crying or laughing and she'd be yeah, talking. Right? <laughs> she has, she has a way of touching people and listen, listening and asking the right kind of questions and showing empathy and love that, yeah, I Oprah is probably one of the most inspirational people of all time. She's cool. Like, I, I think she's pretty badass. You know, hey, Oprah, if you, you want to interview me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, I'll sit down with Oprah. You guys heard it here first. Email Oprah, write it in. <laughs> Amanda Ashley. Throw in her press kit, throw in the mixtape. There you go. <laughs> it can happen. Hey, if Anytime, you don't, Oprah. <laughs> if you don't chew for the stars, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Um, I, in a moment, I want to play a track and I want to dive a little bit more into your music career because um, you've done so much in the community with music. I want to learn a little bit more about your songwriting, your process, all sorts of things. Um, Anything else on Afternoon Cocktail? I guess my last question would be for guests that you have had, 
anyone you want to shout out as being a great interview that someone should check out to get a start and or any just moments of bliss, the enjoyment, where you learn something brand new that you're just like, I'm so happy I had them on the show. You know, I'll give a shout out to Justin Rambo. He is an entrepreneur. Um, he has he's an author. He's my new friend, and he's very inspiring. And he's got clips of he's got a podcast, um, and he's really awesome. I, I recommend checking him out on Facebook. And um, yeah, really pleasant to talk to, and um, super cool, real person, and just has so much built-in wisdom within him. And uh, yeah, that's who I'll throw my shout out to. Love it, love it. I want to break it up. I want to play a track for the music fans to hear a little bit more of Amanda Ashley Trio. Then we'll dive a little bit more in your experience with music. How does Perfect Sunday sound? Sounds good to me. Love it, love it. Here's Perfect Sunday by Amanda Ashley.
could have been your perfect Sunday. I would have been your perfect Sunday. I wanna be your perfect Sunday. You're listening to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Head over to Facebook. Like Rochester Groovecast and mark our page as C first to keep in touch with everything new. Now back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That one was produced by Mike Gladstone, by the way, who is incredible to work with. So the production's great. That was really a fun one. Yeah, he was awesome. It was just, that was one of the songs that I, I really don't play um, with my band. And I took it to him because I, I just, I wanted his mind on it. You know, like he's just so gifted and he literally laid down all the instrumentation, minus the piano. Um, but yeah, he's amazing. Really incredible. It's a great track. I noticed listening to your music, there's such a blend of more soulful stuff than some country style, than some more traditional pop. That kind of had a little bit of an indie kind of pop vibe to it, um, which is great seeing the diversity. Well, what is that song about other than the fact that it was a perfect Sunday? What was the inspiration <laughs> behind it? It's really about, that song's really about wanting to be everything for that that special someone. Um, the way I look at, I look at any person, right? We have different sides to who we are, right? So, you know, you could, I look at Sundays always growing up were kind of like a lazy day, not so much anymore, (laughs) but, uh, it's, it used to be like a, the day where you could kind of strip off your makeup and just, you know, be yourself and catch up on errands. Or maybe if you have, that free time to just lay around, watch movies, you know, and, and, and do your thing. And um, it, the Sunday part of it is finding that that someone that you're so comfortable with that you you could um, spend that perfect Sunday with, but in the sense where you could be most at home with, you know, be, be yourself around. And um, it's a breakup song, you know. It's, it's really about having your heart shattered and just wanting to, feeling like you've, you've shown every... I felt like I shown every side of who I am, you know, like, uh, I'll be a vixen on Saturday. Sundays I'll be, (laughs) I'll just be stripped down to me. You know, um, Mondays is, you know, the whole recycled heart full of scars, you know, like take my heart, just kind of throw it in the trash kind of thing. And then, um, Tuesday was like the, the heartbreaking news part of it. And then the rest of the week's just the rest of the week. But yeah, just kind of like being everything, you know, exposing all sides of who you are for that person. And, and in the end feeling like that it wasn't good enough. I have, I have goosebumps right now. (laughs) There's a a happy ending to that story. (laughs) We ended up having a child, so we're fine. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And, and being, true to yourself and your truth and finding someone that you can share that truth with and be comfortable in, in your sweatpants on a Sunday. Um, where where does your songwriting inspiration come from? Are you the kind of person that's, you know, thinking in the shower? Do you, do you have a mentor that taught you these things? Tell me a little bit about your songwriting. No, I, you know, it's my, my whole inspiration for songwriting has just always been life, you know, like it's, 
I, I write really, I write the most when I'm, I'm really feeling, you know, if I'm feeling most of my songs, like people be like, ah, you know, when I, when I first started out, you know, like my, I think my songs were way more angry and way more depressed. I've honestly been writing a little less these days, a lot less these days for two reasons. A, I'm just super busy and B, um, you know, I'm happy. I, I think like it's, it's really hard to write when you're happy. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's just life experience, you know, like for me, traveling was really inspirational, um, meeting new places, seeing, you know, tasting new things and getting a taste of life, you know, and at its fullest, that that's, that's what inspires me. You know, they, I've heard the joke many of times, you know, I, I want to meditate, I want to take a walk in the sunshine, but then my art's going to suffer. Or I, I'd love to take antidepressants, but as soon as I started taking them, my artwork became crap. Is that a crazy thing that you need to sometimes be in an emotional place to be able to release it properly? Totally. It's wild. It's so funny. The guy, um, um, Sean Austin, who was on my, my show earlier for Afternoon Cocktail, He's a singer songwriter and he was saying that music is his invisible therapist. <laughs> and I I love that because it's so true, you know, <laughs> like music is totally an invisible therapist. I mean, music's done so much for my life. You know, it's really I I consider that my spirituality, you know, like it it's connected me, it's it's saved me, you know, from depression. Um, it's gotten me through some really, really difficult times in my life. And, um, you know, it's also brought me so many beautiful experiences and, and, you know, again, connected me with beautiful people. So, um, like you, you know, like, um, if I, if I wasn't a musician, I, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. You never know. You never know. I think you still probably would have started a, a show and, um, I don't know everything happens Maybe. for a reason right i also think you know like i i teach too so i i, mm. I teach um i teach piano uh guitar and vocal lessons i volunteer at a girls rock camp every year you know and that's another thing you know like i it's just seeing life come full circle you know i it makes me empathetic for the the kids that I, i'm working with I, i'm actually writing songs with some of my students right now and it's so badass like i i love for me to be able to coach them and to um get them through you know these difficult moments where you know they're trying to discover who they are and i mean that is so special you know to have them confide in me like that is is really a gift you know and and to just show that hey here's a place where you're safe you know here's a place where your notebook's not going to judge you you know right use this as your tool to get through life and to get through these hard times and, and, you know, express yourself here. If you have that gift, do it. You know, it's, it's an amazing gift to have. You know, one of my favorite questions to ask is if you were to take someone, a child that's just getting started with music, what would you tell them and why? And, and you just answer that without me even having to prompt it up. Um, <laughs> Cause I've heard a lot of responses from, don't be a one-trick pony to um, be focused and ultimately just having that that want to pursue a gift and to enjoy it. So you clearly love music, you're, you're teaching, um, you're ultimately just completely indulged in music. 
silliest question, but the question that I'm always curious about is why music? You could have been a soccer player. You could have been a basketball player. You could have been an attorney. You you could have ultimately chose anything. Do you remember any moments in your childhood or, or anything that prompted you to want to be a musician, something that ultimately you love about it that is irreplaceable? You know, I couldn't have been anything. <laughs> I think I just was fortunate that, you know, my gift, my gift was just art, you know, like my, I don't come from a musical background at all. Like my, my father, my, my immediate family, nobody was musical. Um, my father, I believe had a very good voice. Um, but nobody pursued music like the way I have. And um, I come from a family of, of hard workers, very loving people. Um, but And they were always extremely supportive of anything I wanted to try. So when I was a kid, I, I tried everything. I like did karate. I did softball. I tried sports. I was terrible at sports. Uh, I, I tried cooking. I love cooking. Like I'm, I, I'd say like if in an alternate life, maybe I would have been a chef or something, you know, or, or gone to culinary school. I love to cook. Um, would I say I'm passionate about it? Like I am with music and art. No, it's more of a, something that I just, I love to do, you know? Um, but for music, I mean, the moment in my life that I remember it, I remember, I must've been about four or five years old. I think I was about four years old. And I was at my babysitter's house and she had a piano and it was just, you know, a regular upright piano. I don't even think she played herself. I don't know who played in her family. I don't even remember that much about what she looked like or anything, but I remember it being kind of like a darkish room. And I found, I found this piano and I just like sat by it, like however long she she like was babysitting for me. Like I, I found my way to it and I just wanted to play it, you know, and I was just kind of exploring the keys. And I remember that. And one day she called my mom and she was like, Michelle, I'm getting divorced and um, you should really take this piano for Amanda. She loves it. Every time she comes over, she loves this piano, like get her lessons, take this piano. You could have it, just get it out of my house. And my parents took it from her and I begged for lessons and I begged for lessons for years. I, I mean, I was four and my mom thought maybe I was just too young. And my sixth birthday, I remember my dad, like on the weekends, he would be like, hey, shorty, come on, like, come with me. We're going to, you know, go run some errands. And it was my sixth birthday. And, you know, I, I always got like a toy out of the, the going with him and being cool, running errands with my dad kind of thing. So I was like, yeah, I'll go. So I like went with him and he drove me straight to this, this music store in Long Island called Family Melody, which I'm curious if it still exists. It was in Patchogue and um, drove me straight to the music store. And he's like, today we're going to have your first piano lesson. And I was stoked. I was so excited. And that was it. You know, like I started taking piano lessons at, on my sixth birthday and it was just the one thing I always stuck with. And I, I, Credit it to be my longest, most successful relationship to date. <laughs> it's the only thing that hasn't abandoned me yet. You know? But um, yeah, I just, I, I love, I just, I don't know. There was something about piano that always drew me in and that 
continues to make me want to learn more and get better at. And um, once I started writing, you know, like when in my early teens, it just, you know, my, my love for it even grew more, you know, cause that's, that was my place, you know, that was where I could cry and, and write my heart out and, and play these melodies and, and get through like whatever I needed to get through at those times. Oh, that, that's amazing. And, um, yeah, growing every day, obviously it's a process that you've ultimately devoted uh, a lifetime to. I've been saying all the time, you know, when someone gets on stage, it's not like they just threw something together for an hour. It's a lifetime of growth leading up to that, leading up to that moment in that journey. Any times that you just want to smash the guitar or unplug the keyboard <laughs> and just be done? Have you ran into any uh, speed bumps along the way? I mean, I still think I suck. Like, I, <laughs> to be honest, like, as, as better, uh, as much as my skills continue to increase, you know, I'm not where I'm, I would like to be at, um, you know, and that's, that's okay, you know, because that, that forces me to continue to learn and to grow and um, to try new things. So I've, I've become stronger in a lot of areas, but yeah, there's just music's so infinite, you know, there's just so much knowledge that you could obtain in a lifetime. You know, like I look at, um, do you know who John Tucker is? He's a uh, piano player here in Rochester. It rings a bell. Um, He's like, I always tell him he's like my hero, you know, <laughs> like seriously, he's to watch this man play piano. Like I'm like, every time I just watch him, I'm like, man, if I could ever play like that someday, like I, I could die happy, you know, like I'll feel fulfilled, you know, but I'm sure there's moments that he even has self doubt. He always just laughs, you know, he's like, man, you're, you're crazy. You know, like anytime I say that, like John talking, you're my hero, you know, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's incredible to watch, you know, and there's just so many, so many brilliant artists. I mean, even these kids coming out of Eastman, you know, like, um, I'm like their senior, you know, and I still can't play like that, you know, but I've been playing my whole life, you know, and it's, it's just, it's crazy. There's just so much that, but there's also things that I could do that they can't, you know, um, it's just, there's different skill levels and there's, there's different ways to tackle music always. And, um, yeah, I, I just always want to be better. You know, I want to be better tomorrow than I am today and better next week than I am this week. You know, there's, there's just infinite opportunity to grow. Yeah. Infinite opportunity, infinite growth. And, you know, it's, it's the burden, everybody, you've got someone who's incredibly technically trained, whether it's in science or music, or they just are born charming for whatever reason, there's always people that are going to just right out the gate, be better than you. It's the truth. But yeah. having that, um, personal touch the personal experience the experience of everything in your lifetime and the things you've went through i think that's irreplaceable it, it all depends on the artist but most of the time i would take the artist that makes me laugh and cry above the artist that is technically sound but is missing that connection um 
How has your experience been with connecting to audiences? You've played at a lot of different venues. Is there a certain place you like to play? A certain audience that you enjoy playing for the most? I know you probably like them all, but how has your experience touring been and connecting to that audience and kind of sharing that energy? Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, I've played a lot, obviously, here in Rochester. Uh I don't want to downgrade my time here in Rochester, but I actually enjoy playing other cities way, way more. Um, and I say that because I don't know if it's, well, I think it's two things. One, for one, number one, I think it might be the fact that I, I play all the time here. You know, um, a lot of the gigs that I play are, you know, I, I play all types of gigs, you know, so I, I've literally done funerals. I've done uh, cocktail hours. I've done private events to, you know, playing happy hours, you know, at, at bars to playing fine dining, you know. So it's every I love all my experiences. You know, I think each different I have to tailor my act to every ambience. And that is a challenge in itself, you know not being too loud for a dining crowd that's, you know, maybe six feet away from me, you know, like I, my goal is always to create an enjoyable experience and to accept my role for, for what I am that night. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, like the reason I might be playing out four or five nights a week, but two of those gigs, I'm pretty much wallpaper at, you know, like I, I'm there to serve the ambience, you know, and that's okay. That's my role. I'm not there to talk to my audience. I'm not, I'm not there to, to really a hundred percent be me. Uh, my favorite gigs are the ones where I could play my music, talk about, talk about my own songs and, and feel like people are, are there to listen, you know, and there's very few places I'd say uh, in Rochester that, that cater that to that. Um, one place that I, I know that I'm happy to throw a shout out to is Via Girasole Wine Bar. It's in Pittsburgh. Hello, Nicole and Sue. I love you guys and I miss you. Um, you know, it's a very small venue and people are there. It's a listening room. So people are there to, to listen, you know, and, and I'm hundred percent able to be who I am. If I want to play all my originals, two hours worth of originals. It's cool. Like that's what I'm there. That's my, that's my role. And that's what I'm happy to be doing. Um, but aside from that, yeah, I, I don't know. Playing out of town is different, you know? So like when, uh, um, somewhere else it's, you know, people are, I'm, I'm a chameleon in the room. You know, I mean, not a chameleon. Like I'm, I'm like somebody new, you know, like it's, it's somebody new outside of their scene um, you know, somebody that is, uh, they, I think they hear I'm from New York, you know, so that automatically strikes their interest. And because I'm new, it's okay for me to play my original music, you know, and, and, and to be like, this is my act. This is what I do. This is who I am. Oh, hello. Hi, buddy. I'm being infiltrated. Uh, my son is here. Hey, come here. I'm talking to somebody. You want to say hi? But yeah, so that's really it. Remy, say hi. <laughs> I'm but, not uh, that interesting. 
No, you are. He just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I mean, I love, I'm happy to be playing music no matter what. That's really the, the truth of the matter. No matter what my role is, no matter what I'm doing to play music any night, you know, and, and to, to walk away with compensation for it is a gift, you know, like that. I, I count myself as being extremely blessed. Dream venue. Dream venue yeah. and uh, Sorry. does, yeah, does he need something? He wants my drink. <laughs> Evening cocktail? And my attention, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just iced tea. No, I understand. He's, uh, you said he's four? Four years old, yeah. He just turned four in June. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I, I still have a living, breathing child. <laughs> so, Future musician. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Let him be whatever he wants to be, but he'll probably have a knack for music, right? Yeah, we, I mean, well, obviously, like, we're both musicians. He's got his own little drum kit, and he loves to rock out with his dad. But, yeah, we don't we don't push it. It's very rare that we'll, uh, <laughs> it's very rare that we'll, um, you know, that he'll actually come to us and be like, I want to play, you know? Where is daddy? We'll go outside with him. Just so you know, I'm not going to edit any of this out. I think it's gold. It's okay. This is life. It's this perfect. Is, this is live streaming. Can we ask Remy a question? Sure. Remy, he wants to ask you a question. Remy. Come here. Come over, what? Here. Come over here and be careful of the guitar, please. Remy, don't hit the guitar. What's your favorite song? What's your what favorite is song? it? I love Whip It. <laughs> can whip you, it. Can you I sing it? I love Whip It. I love Whip It. Can you sing Whip It? No. I love Whip It and Country Road. Country oh. Road, that's right. It's it does. He learned cute. that in preschool. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah, one day. I do do preschool every day. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Okay. Could you sing Country Roads with me? Take me home. Country Road to the place I want to the place to now to mama. Take me home. Country Road. That was What's, a little embellished. That was an ad lib. Let, let, let me do it by myself. Country road, <laughs> take me home to the place I belong. Webster, Virginia, now to mama, take me home. Country road. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, buddy. That was awesome. Country road, okay. take me home to the place. I encouraged him. I belong. Left to do Thanks, me. Ben. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. You have to go upstairs. Seriously. No, 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 no,
go upstairs, please. I'm gonna see you one more guy. Okay, later, okay? I'm in an interview. Yeah, so life. This is life. <laughs> you can't see me more, okay, buddy? Let me just see one more. What's that term? I think it's croning when you Country you move away from the mic. It's when you crooning, crooning, where you move like away that? when you move yeah. in and out of. The, he's just right up on the mic. Is oh yeah, right here. It's crooning, crooning, like uh, the Frank Sinatra. Oh yeah, yeah. They used to croon. I think that's where that came from, right? The rap pack? Yeah. Boo! You can, here, take the other one. This is awkward. Take this one. Here. What are your thoughts on life right now? My thoughts are, where is Bo? He's supposed to be watching. <laughs> that's, that's really my thought. No, so, um, we have everything. So we have Minecraft and stuff. We have mm. Control, Webbit, everything. We have Yeah, he's a little maniac, this kid. You want to go find Daddy? Yeah, give me one wait, second. Wait, wait a second. You should what? go get Daddy so he can sing Country Road. Yeah, we could do a, a little trio here. You want to go get Daddy and sing? No. <laughs> He's like, I want the spotlight. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I want the spotlight. <laughs> Little monster. Um, hey, do you think uh, you mind playing uh, a jam? While I go yeah, it? yeah. So, um, yeah, how does Almond Joy sound? That sounds awesome. Perfect. Here's Almond Joy by Amanda Ashley. Thanks. He's the one that I want, the one that I need, yeah.
showers me with flowers, kisses my body. He treats me like a lady, like royalties. The one that I want, the one that I need, and I'll be your woman. I'll be your girl. I'll be your touches, your baby boo, your entire world. And you be my playboy, the master of the Quite the, uh, the the ambitious singer. That, that was that was that. I'm actually even, impressed he did that. That's he doesn't always do that, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> it was cool. There's there's a first time for everything. I'm happy that I got to share that with you. He's got. I, I'm impressed because he listens to good music. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I credit his his school for that. That was like. One day he came home and I think I, I was playing it. I, I was like either learning it and he's like, he started singing it. I'm like, Remy, how do you know this? <laughs> and he's like, oh, school. And I guess every week they, um, on Fridays, they would read, um, it was like a, a storybook, but it was the words to Country Roads. And he just like grew his love for that group, but that was his favorite song. Yeah, and he likes Whip It a lot. <laughs> He listens to a lot of fun. He actually okay. really likes like he likes hard rock too. Nice. I've been having him listen to Beastie Boys and I, for, during well before quarantine, like every week I would play him like an album that I thought was like badass that I feel like he should know about. So like I started with Michael Jackson. I, I did the Off the Wall album. I did Beastie Boys, like License to Ill. I did. Oh, I'm trying to think. And then I, I, you know, like I play him, like right now I've been like, I love pop music and like I've been listening to like Dua Lipa this summer quite a bit. So like I played that album for him and there's certain things like he, he's just really drawn to, but he likes, he definitely likes hard rock, which is funny. <laughs> he's, um, he's going to have a great musical taste and I'm sure he's going to be a singer one day. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think he loves to sing above everything, loves to sing. He um, loves to dance. I told Bob, I'm like, he could be like a Justin Timberlake. Like, I want to get this kid like 
I want, he loves to tell stories. Like he's not shy, obviously, you know, so, uh, you know, get him involved in something like singing, dancing, acting, you know, like I think he would be great for it. That last track, Almond Joy, any, any, um, background knowledge we should have on that? Anything special about that last track? It's a fun one. I, yeah, it's one of my favorites. I wrote that song on accident, to be honest. Uh, I, it's really about, it's not about anybody specific. Um, it's, it's basically about the type of relationship I, I wish I had at the time, you know, it just wanted to be that, that, uh, queen to her king, you know, kind of thing. Growing up, Almond Joy was my favorite candy. So it's kind of like a reference to man candy, mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wanted to, to, you know, yeah, be the, the queen to her king and, and just, having that type of relationship where with the type of love where someone kisses you on the forehead and you melt, you know, that's really what that song's about. It's romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it on accident though. So like the, the hook of that song I wrote for actually, um, the Simph. he is a, a local rapper and he had given me a bunch of tracks. So like years ago I was doing more, I was collaborating with some hip hop artists. Like I, I've loved to record like recording to me is so much fun. So, um, I really would love to, the more experiments I could do in the studio, the better. And at the time in the past, I was doing a lot of hip hop recording and writing hooks for some hip hop artists. And, um, the simp had approached me and was like, Hey, I have, you know, he gave me a CD of tracks, like see if you could write a hook to any of these. And I thought, the one the one track that I wrote to, I wrote that hook, um, was a track he already had a hook for. <laughs> so I was like, crap, what am I gonna do? This is good. Like I love it. So I just took it to the piano, I figured out the key and I wrote the rest of the song and it's like one of my favorite songs. It's a great track. It's I don't wanna keep you up all night. I think we're gonna have to do this again. There's a few more things I, I wanna ask you and then we'll wrap up. Most importantly for anybody who's listening or watching on the Facebook Live, how do people keep in touch? Where do we find you? How do we keep in track? Sure. Uh, I mean, Facebook, It's I'm pretty active. I'm, on, I'm active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I have a Twitter page as well. So it's pretty much A. Ashley Music for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I mean, aside from that, I'm always happy just to get an old school email, you know. <laughs> uh, my website's amandaashleymusic.com, and you can email me through there. And, uh, yeah, it's just if you want to say hello, cool. If you want to collaborate, even cooler. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's the best way to find out anything more about me. It's, it's pretty much all there. Absolutely. Get in touch with Amanda. Follow her on Facebook, Amanda Ashley on Facebook. A Ashley music, um, AA, but the non, <laughs> the non-alcohol kind. And, yes. um, she's clearly very open to respond to your emails to, to collaborate and, um, share the love, share the perspective, do all the good stuff. Is there much that we missed is there anything that i should have asked you that i you know missed on whether it's projects for the future or um just any other insights that we didn't touch on you know i i don't know you know i think we covered a lot of bases um 
I mean, as for projects for the future, you know, we'll, we'll get there when the, the bridge is crossed, you know, like I'm, I'm always looking to do, try something new, you know, um, right now I'm just focusing on writing, you know, in, in this podcast and, um, putting good, putting good stuff out there, you know, positive stuff out there for us. Absolutely. And, you know, things are starting to open up slowly. If you can catch Amanda live, support her there, but obviously support Afternoon Cocktail. Pay attention to everything she's doing online. Support anyone locally that basically is in the business of creativity because everything has shifted and everyone's starving in one way or another. So uh, continue to curate the people that you follow. Um, look to the people that inspire you and help them out. There's one final question. No wrong answers. I ask every single guest. Um, and ultimately, if you had the ability, it's an ability and kind of a burden. You, you control a billboard on the side of the road and you know that millions of people are going to see it. It's in a, in a busy town that's very diverse. There's all genders. There's all religions. There's all races. There's all kinds of people, all ages. There's no right or wrong answer, and you can give me five if you wanted to. On that billboard, what, what would you put on that billboard speaking out to the world and why? Oh man, here's the hippie in me. Probably like some something along the lines of, you know, one love. One love, spread good energy. You know, I can't think of a better message than that, you know. We all need to respect each other and and uh you know be mindful of what we're all going through. You know, and I think just spreading good energy is so important. It's so easy to spread negative energy, you know, think about spreading something positive and and uh, being good to one another. I love it. Thanks again for coming on. I, I honestly, I want to talk more. I want to dive deep. I feel like we really peeled back the onion and kept it real. And I, I could talk to you all night, but geez, I, I think that we got to let the viewers go and, and schedule a call too at some point. I would love that. And then hopefully uh, we could hang out in person sometime when all this craziness subsides, you know, get some coffee and really talk. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen. It, that sounds like a ton of fun. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's so nice of you to invite me on the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. As you heard, that was amazing. Going to give Amanda Ashley the last word. Here's one more track. Here's Glowing by Amanda Ashley. Talk to you guys soon.
listening to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and remember the fee. Share this with a friend and tell them exactly why they should listen. And don't forget to keep it groovy, baby.